our first session here on Full Time, our second uh, show, of course, for 2019. Got to send a shout out first of all, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. Of course, go check them out down there in Grey Street. Joining us uh, online, of course, we have our man, Reno Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, morena. Uh... Keithy and Jace, uh, good to be back on the show, second show for the year, and uh, yeah, bring it on, and hey, we've got the long weekend at the moment, so yeah, everyone enjoy themselves. Indeed we do. Also online with us, uh, we have our man Jason Tafifirangi, good to have you back with us there, Jace, JT. Yeah, morning boys, morning Reno, uh, lovely to be here, 27 degrees already here in uh, the Sunshine Coast, it's uh, January 26th. Otherwise known as Australia Day, otherwise known as Invasion Day, depending on which side of the fence, depending on which side of the fence you sit on. So it's a it's a long weekend here too, holiday Monday, and mm. uh, mate, looking forward to a, to a cracker weekend. Now uh, I remember you uh, talking about uh, Australia Day last week weekend, of course, and we, we were talking about it, I guess, in comparison to um, our own Waitangi Day and how different it is. Uh, well, I remember, I think it was. If it wasn't last week, it was the week before, seeing Pat Cash um, actually come out and talking about, um, you know, uh, well, what is happening with the uh, Indigenous people over there. And, um, you know, he was quite, um, how would you say, disgusted, I dare say, about um, the treatment of uh, some of the Aboriginal people over there. And uh, it, just, uh, it just seems that, um, you know... It, uh, I'm not sure if things have changed much with the uh, Aborigine people over there. What, what do you reckon there, um, JT? Oh, look, it's one of those uh, issues, I guess you call it, that polarises opinions one way or the other. Um, on, on one side of the coin, you have those that say, look, you know, we've, what do you want us to do? It wasn't done by us. Yeah. It was done by people that, that had nothing to do with us. Yes, it was done yes. by, you know, they might be our ancestors, but we didn't have, you know, blah, blah, blah. On the other side of the coin, you see how people that say, well, might not have been done by you, but they set up systems that have benefited you and have crapped yep. on us as a people. So, yes. you know, it's one of those things, and it comes to a head on days like today. Yeah. Um, we, we will see lots of young blokes, particularly from the Anglo-Saxon uh, origin, that uh, will uh, drink a lot of beers, eat a lot of lamb, and uh, later on in the day, they'll get a bit licked up. And, uh, right. Start, like I said, I've said it before, the worst chant ever, Aussie, 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 <laughs> I mean, they, they must have been up all night right for the worst of that one, seriously. <laughs> so, look, it's one of those things, and a lot of people, uh, rock stars, sports stars, like Pat Cash, actors, politicians across the board are starting to come out and, and um, in support of the Indigenous people, the first Australians. Um, but, yeah, but today, mate, later on today, there'll be some firecrackers going on. I'm oh, sure there will be. In, in, in literal sense, so, yeah. Right, right. And, and, and um, I don't know, does it add to a bit of the entertainment or... Uh, that could go on uh, over there, the, over there, JT. Oh, definitely. You know, there's always um, uh, it, it, like I said, it always kicks off later on. People start having a few yes. issues and whatnot. And yes. Later on in the day, the sun, the sun kicks in, and you know, they get a bit more inebriated, a bit more courage, I guess you could say, and they hang out in packs, places like Palm Beach and the Gold Coast. Yeah. It's a real hot spot. So it's, it's quite an interesting social experiment to try to do there. At, uh, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Australia Day just to see what sort of carry-ons, uh, you know, taking place. Uh, but, yeah, mate, for me, I'm sort of middle of the road. I'm, you know, I'm not Australian. I'm, I'm definitely grateful for what's, uh, 
what this country's done for me and my family, and I realise it's probably on the back of, of all that um, mm. oppression that has occurred in the past. But you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, what, what can you do? Mm. Fair enough. Now, uh, interestingly enough, we're going to kick off sporting-wise, talking a, a bit of motorsport there, uh, in particular. Um, what happened last weekend there, uh, Reno? I think you'd be quite, quite chuffed about this. Now I can't remember exactly um, uh, what, what I think it was the was it the production saloons that were here last weekend, and um, Dave Gooch uh, went on to win um, here at uh, the in the Gisborne Stadium, uh, the uh, Speedway, the Gisborne Speedway here um, last weekend. And one of the great things that he was really chuffed about was his daughter, Crystal um, Peach, uh, also joined him on the podium. She came um, third in that uh, in that competition. So you know, uh, one of the uh, now Dave Gooch is not a you know he's not um, uh, he he's won a number of uh, things certainly around the traps, but. you know, I think this must have been one of his proudest moments there, Reno, uh, with him being able to share the podium with his with his daughter, eh? Yeah, it would be, mate. Um, you know, anything you can do in sports these days that involves your own child and uh, to top it off to be on the podium together is just something outstanding. Like you say, the name Gooch, uh, well known when it comes to uh, speedway motorsport, especially out of Gizzy, mm-hmm. and uh, being multiple winners in uh, different classes. Uh, he touched on the production class last uh, weekend. And uh, he's been a winner as well. Uh, the Gooch family, uh, former one NZs of the uh, street stock class yep. as well. Uh, so well known. And I've got to take my hat off to that family and to uh, any Gisborne uh, speedo driver because uh, they support the other tracks. Uh, they travel a lot. Yeah. They get out there and uh, they can't do it without, obviously, a lot of work put behind the scenes uh, by themselves individually, but also uh, with the sponsors who uh, make things happen. So well done to the uh, Gooch family, to our father and daughter. And, uh, you know, like I say, they go everywhere. Um, big street stock event on up in Auckland. Not not, not surprised if uh, the Gooches uh, turn up there as well. Uh, they're that type of family. But uh, I know last night that uh, Gisborne Speedway had a big racing on last night. Yes. Uh, part of the uh, Burger King uh, Super Saloon Series. And uh, tonight they're actually in Tauranga. So uh, race last night. I see, um, even though it's the uh, Burger King Series, uh, the McDonald's sponsor car of Mark Osborne, who uh, lost to 3NZ last week and back to 16R, uh, won the whole event last night as well. So, uh, yeah, quite iconic uh, that a McDonald's sponsor car wins a Burger King series. <laughs> but, hey, they do it all again. Uh, tonight, Mount Monganui Bay Park Stadium. Uh, they get back out on the dirt, and then they build up for the big one, where I'll be next weekend down in Palmerston North. It's the uh, biggest event on the uh, Speedway calendar. I think it's my 31st year going oh, down wow. to the sun. Uh, the New Zealand Superstock uh, Championships, the big teams event, which sees uh, the whole town of Palmy turn into a uh, speedway here. Right. Sold out, mate. Right. Uh, yes. Three days, I think. Three yeah. days. Three days tickets get sold out. And, uh, you know, uh, the prices are expensive, but it's the atmosphere. And yeah. Everyone loves it. And I do know um, you've got a Gisborne team under the Rees family out of Foxton, yeah. uh, who will be uh, representing down there as well. So we see a lot of Gisborne supporters uh, in Palmerston next weekend. They'll be there uh, to support uh, in the saloons. Uh, Dan, Dan Corrin, young Dan, busy boy, Corrin family. Right. Uh, go hard out. But, uh, yeah, so he's only a young kid. He's only like 20, 21, full-time racer, uh, races in Australia and does a bit of racing over in America. So uh, the dreams come true for young kids at a young age. We love going around the oval thing, oval track on the dirt, mate. So 
yeah, well done to the Gooch family. Uh, it does get a lot bigger too this weekend, as mm. I mentioned, their Superstock teams. Making history is a uh, female driver, talking of ladies, first ever female driver to be in a team. Uh, Rebecca Barr, whose wow. father uh, drives as well, Graham Barr. Uh, first time ever in its uh, illustrious history of uh, Superstock teams racing. She'll be racing for the uh, Manawatu Mustangs. So, yeah, wow. they leave nothing behind. Put you in the wall, mate. Smash your $100,000 car if they can. Stop it, disable it, put you through the fence. Crowd <laughs> goes nuts. And, uh, bring it on, bring it on, you know. So, front row seats for me, start finish line next Saturday, Sunday uh, with the Farno. And, yeah, it's a huge event, mate. So, uh, next Saturday, I'll be coming to you live from down in uh, Nice, cool. Uh, or Speedway Heaven, as some would say, down in Palmerston. Uh, they got the big concerts down there. They got the autograph sessions. Screw, uh, screw the near and going mate. And thirteen teams will better out to uh, see if they can win the New Zealand Championship. Because I remember you last year, you, you when you uh, went down there, of course, um, uh, took the muckle down there as well, uh, didn't you? The same thing this weekend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now he's going to uh, kick back behind uh, this weekend and uh, do a bit of a chill out. He's kind of asking, Poppy Nanny, where are you going this weekend? We're like, oh, okay, tell a little tittle. And then uh, they say anything. So, um, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'll get upset. But yeah, he's been down there and experienced uh, this year. The daughter's coming back and uh, her boyfriend, because they're at the Simmons in Hamilton. Right. Uh, right. At the same time. Right. So, uh, yeah, they're going to come back down with us. And yeah, we just get into it, mate. Uh, good times. You know, it's. For me and my wife, and uh, yeah, get down and have some fun and catch up with a few of the friends and see a different type of vibe of people down there, bro. True. I won't say the word I want to I'm use. Sure. <laughs> start to <with> the red. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yes. It's, it's, it's fun, bro. It's lively. Now, I, I'm not sure, um, but uh, uh, JT, um, uh, are you at all familiar with the Gooch Farno? Oh, the name is about it. Is it Laurie and Dave? They Yes. That's them, bro. Yes, that's, that's them. them. Good. A, good, a good friend of mine, uh, Dane Rickard, used to work for them. Oh, right. I took Mustang, Mustangs back in 1993. They were one of our major, one of our sponsors on right. the sleeve, I think. Yeah. A bit of a crossover there between rugby league and, and, um, and saloon car, stock car racing. So, yeah. No, a little bit. I know there's Doug Walsh. He's a pretty good driver. Yeah. That's probably pretty good mildly. And then uh, Darren Abraham. Swingers going around. Is that the right term? The one, the one that hands off the side of the motorbike thing? Yeah. Yeah, bro. You're right. You know, yeah. Help me out here. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking. You know, yeah, you're right, mate. You're exactly right. A good old sidecar. I actually uh, raced a few laps with uh, Doug Walsh back in the day. So, yeah, that's how I got to know him and then realised Walter was his brother. Yes. So he was known as the uh, fastest mildly on the speedway track <laughs> back in the day. Back but, in uh, the day. Yeah, eh? that's all history. And he knew how to pedal a uh, limited saloon. So, yeah, good to see you. Uh, Good to see things going. Even now, uh, talking of um, rugby league and uh, speedway, uh, one of the original warriors actually, Fitu Taiwa, uh, races down at the bottom of the south, down towards uh, Timaru and Bacargo. Uh, sprint car is what he races now, alongside with his good friend uh, who played cricket last night in the uh, Black Clash, uh, Nathan Estel, who also uh, races a sprint car. So, you know, they've gone from a bit of a sporty background, made a bit of poochie and uh, throwing around on the dirt and having some fun. I remember, um, what's his name? He used to caddy for um, Tiger Woods. Steve Williams. Yes. He, he, Tiger Woods? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he would, um, he, you know, he, he was uh, not too bad on, uh, well, he used to certainly compete in the speedway, didn't he, um, Reno? 
Yeah, he still does. He still does, mate. Uh, races limited, then super salutes. He actually runs a whole series. He's a man behind a, a series that goes up and down the whole country. So made his fortune from uh, chasing uh, the great one, Tiger, and uh, following a little white ball. And hey, he's put their money into his second passion, uh, right. which is speedways. So, mm. uh, he gets back and loves it. Uh, staunch Ford man, mate. Uh, races the Mustangs and uh, got the whole good look. Make sure when you take a look at the dude and you think to yourself, oh, he's make sure the richest bugger that's out there from the game of golf. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's got a big half of Speedway. And like I say, he's uh, got a DHL series, Valvoline series. And everyone remembers Steve bringing Tiger Woods over to Huntley Speedway all those years ago to uh, have a bit of a blat around the track. So yeah, good times, mate. Yeah, well, because uh, I heard that when even Steve Williams used to come and race here in Gisborne, he he would always hold up at the at the DB. That's uh, that was um, uh, where he used to uh, pretty much well go uh, stay uh, when he, whenever he came into Gisborne. So uh, well, I'm glad I did mention um, Dave Gooch and also his daughter Crystal uh, for from last weekend, and I mentioned it first. Because I forgot to mention it at all on Wednesday's show of half time. So I thought I'd better get it out of the way just in case I forgot about it uh, again. Because I did, it did just slip my mind on um, Wednesday's show. So I'm glad that um, we got that one out of the way. Now, you mentioned also yesterday, um, Reno, that what's called the Black Clash. Um, that was uh, like a cricket T20 game against the. Um, Black Caps and the All Blacks. Uh, how did you see that um, there, Reno? Loved it, mate. Loved everything about it. Uh, loved it from the point of view here in New Zealand. It was free to air on TV1. Mm. Uh, started nice and early, 4 o'clock. And then, um, Winston Peters opened it up. Uh, the whole fundraising event around it, you know, the uh, three recipients, uh, $1 million. Duco, you can take your head off the Duco for putting it on. I hope now it becomes an annual fixture because, mm. uh, yeah, it was just great to see, mate. You know, eight and a half, nine, 9,000 fans uh, down in Christchurch watching this. And, uh, you know, they went through to six for the uh, cricketers first, had a break for the one network news at six, and then yep. 6.30 got back into it with the rugby players and was done and dusted. But, you know, like um, the players talked about, it was for fun, for a good occasion. And when you take listen to some of those rugby players, mate, um, the opportunity to play against some of the, you know, against or with uh, some New Zealand cricket legends, yeah, uh, just outstanding, you know. So there's a few uh, good players in that rugby team, mate. There so, are. You, know, you take a look at Geordie Barrett, absolutely. Uh, even Bodie Barrett, like a cricketer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, unbelievable. Uh, obviously, um, yeah, I think it's a winning thing, mate. It's a good thing. So, oh, I think you know, it was great. They do it again next year, eh? Yeah, I'm not sure how. Um... Uh, Brendan McCann became a became a rugby player, but uh, okay. Or Aaron Smith, for that matter, how he he got into the cricket team, but well, whatever. But uh, you know, it was it was certainly a lot of fun, and they seemed to be having fun, and that was the main thing. I think for me was watching these, you know, superstars. I guess in, in a way, uh, having fun, especially seeing Jordan Barrett. Man, boy, he belted some um, some good hits, eh? Oh, mate, Aaron Smith, you know, he won't be living that one. No. Down back in all black camp, two sixes in a row. But, you know, good to see the great Richie McCaw, as they say, get a catch there. Boy, Kieran what Reed a good, good catch, too. Just a few things. Yeah. You know, Officer Tunu stumped one of the players. Uh, Jace, I don't know. I know they broadcasted a lot. Cause I was talking to a mate of mine in Melbourne yesterday, and he watched it and thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if you saw it, mate. Did you see anything of the Black Clash? No, nah, bro, I, I knew it was on, but uh, it was 
that's a big kill. So, um, nah, I, didn't, I saw the result and I was quite surprised with that. Really? I saw that what Keith mentioned, there was a couple of crossovers between different codes and cut on paint for the cricketers, etc. So, that sounded like a, a successful um, event and yeah, bring, bring more yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think they're going to run with it, you know. And if you get three recipients and there's a million bucks up for grabs, so I think, you know, worthy cause. And they seem to time it right to play playing on the Friday prior to the uh, sevens being held, uh, well, starting today, obviously, in Hamilton. But, yeah, I think they'll move through with it. Uh, I was surprised, actually, not to see Jeff Wilson out there uh, having a bit of a hit around because he's played both codes, you know. Mm. They made mention during the corridor about Brian McKickney uh, back in the day as well. But, um I think it's a great thing, and uh, those rugby players sure sure show they can uh, hit a bloody cricket ball, mate. I bet you he's on the cricket thinking, well, it's World Cup year this year as well as the Rugby World Cup. What a pity we couldn't pinch some of those All Blacks. Yeah, yeah, reckon, eh? Especially that Jordan Barrett. Well, yeah, both Barretts, really. Man, uh, they're really good all-round sportsmen, um, it seems. But uh, it kind of leads on to, I guess... Um, one of the things that I, I uh, heard was that um, uh, coming out next month, or early next month, like maybe next week actually, is a kind of a documentary. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard of it there, JT, but there's a documentary. I, I know exactly where you're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the glad. Bruce Edgar, Trevor Chappell, yes. they're going to be featured heavily in this documentary. Yes, that's the, definitely the one. And um, it's just interesting because, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, uh, for some reason, now I'm not sure why, but for some reason, New Zealanders just can't let it go. What are you reckon about it all there, uh, JT? And, and nor should we. I think the Prime Minister of the day, Robert Muldoon, summed it up yes. perfectly. It was, the, <laughs> was an extreme act of cowardice and how yep. fitting that the Australian team were wearing yellow. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it was quite incredible, along amongst other things. Now, um, uh, I, 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 I do remember um, watching, certainly at the end, uh, when when it, when it, when I was um, televised, but uh, uh, and I can only remember. I think it was my uncles or somebody, just just absolutely in absolute disgust. And this was only when I was a, a little kid. Um, so 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 I remember that part vividly. What I don't remember is apparently um, a catch that was taken by um, Sneddon. Yes. From, by Sneddon, and uh, which was quite incredible. I, I heard that it was an incredible catch because he launched Great himself catch. forward to, to 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 take that catch, and you know it was uh, who, who was the um, batsman at the time, the captain anyway. He he. he oh, I hate saying his name, mate. Chapel. Yes. Uh, yeah, Chapel, um, uh, Greg Chapel, and of course, then he goes and uh, he, he stood his ground, and uh, you know continued to bet on, which was just ridiculous. And, and and this kind of shows, I think, how the psyche of Australian cricket is even to this day. What do you think, the JT? I think it's a bit broader than just the cricket, mate. It's the, right. it's the whole population. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and just, just, just going back to that catch, uh, when Greg, uh, Jeff Howard, sorry, the captain of the New Zealand team, yep. approached the umpire to say, you know, what's going on? Yeah. 
the umpire's reply was, oh, sorry, I was watching them running between the wickets. Yes. To make sure they didn't, they put their bat in properly, they're not, they weren't short. Yes. That's, that's just an absolute joke. And the funny uh, follow-up to that was those two umpires never umpired international cricket again. Yes. Yes, that was so true. But also being allowed, just even being allowed to um, to, to to have to to the, you know, it was just so ridiculous. The underarm bowling incident itself was just something obviously historic. <laughs> but things got mended straight away. I, I, I dare say. But um, even even the Australians, in particular, I remember Richie Benno was quite disgusted by what, by what he saw the Australian team, in particular the captain, do in, in that particular incident. Hey. He's absolutely, he absolutely slated a great chapel. And rightly so, Richie uh, sort, sort of said that he got the chapel mixed because his son's mixed up with him. Yes. Lily had bowled out from the other end. Yeah. He was Lily and left the chucker's brother on. And um, yeah, it's one of those things which, which galvanises people, especially if you're a New Zealander living on the side of the ditch. Um, it comes up every time around this time of year. I think February the first is the actual anniversary. So. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to be to be fair, another minor Aussie mates they have still discussed the board too disgraced. And, you know, it's, it's, can't believe it, but it's one of those things. I think I think the reason that this struck a chord is because I mean, it was on. I it was being on at dinner time in New Zealand, and we were sort of sitting at the table, and the TV's on in the background, and you know, cricket's on, and watching this thing uh, unfold, and. Yeah. Uh, through the battle won't discuss it. If, if you look carefully, you can see Bruce Higgins turning around and giving everyone the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And fair enough, too. They just, they just, just walk off, and then um, I think later on, uh, Rodney Marsh behind the stumps is yeah. saying, you know, no, mate, don't do it. Don't yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, bearing in mind, it's, it's a tail end batsman who has to hit a six just to tie the game. Not the yes. Yes. If you look across the history of cricket, not many number 10 batsmen anywhere in cricket in world cricket have the ability to hit a six. So. Yeah. At the MCG too, which is a, a huge, huge uh, yes, yeah. It's one of those things I love giving the Aussies stick about it every year. <laughs> and it was good to get some support last year from the South Africans over the stand. Yeah, also. true enough. We're not alone. We're not alone. True. <laughs> Absolutely true enough. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. 
just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome along to our second session here on full time. Now, of course, we've got... uh, We've got, uh, like I said, our man JT over there in Australia. We've got our man um, Rena Wilkinson over there in Pyroar. Also, finally joining us, finally joining us, but uh, at least he got halfway through. We've got our man Ra Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, good morning, boys. A few technical issues, but I finally got to uh, join the Dynamic Geo, the first for 2019 under the... Uh, Flying flags of full time. Indeed, you do. Welcome back, and it's wonderful to have you back um, there. Uh, first off, uh, now me, myself, and the boys um, discussed our Christmas and New Year's last weekend. So, uh, why don't you tell us about um, how your Christmas and uh, New Year's went? Yeah, well, we uh, the whanau had a bit of a, a sad end to the year with the passing mm. of, uh, of a cousin, and then yes. we started the year. On a hissing in a row with uh, the wedding of a cousin, yes. so um, you know, and, and of course you did know this, Keithy. So it was one of those eventful terms that uh, that life throws at you, mm. and uh, you know, you just have to try your best to, to move on. And every time we get to that start of uh, the new year, we try and sort of look forward to uh, bigger, better, and brighter times ahead. Here's hoping. Yes, absolutely. And as it goes, you know, I mean, it was a sad, I, I know for for your whanau, sad... Uh, What's going on in the background? What's all the noise? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Rena Wilkinson making himself a coffee. Go, go and help yourself Hit to win mute. yourself. Hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, because um, I, I, I was also at um, mm. Tanya's uh, wedding. Uh, who up there in Mangatu when um, she got married, Ta- Tania Henare. Now Tania Henare Brown, who uh, married um, Barry Brown from up in Mangatu. So big congratulations going out to both of them. Um, I, I went up to their wedding along with, uh, you know, a, a number of your whanau. I saw your, your cousin uh, Edu and also a friend of mine, Carolyn, uh, and, and your uh, whanau as well. And I tell you what, it was a, a really not. That was my New Year's. I spent my New Year's um, day out there with them. Uh, how was your New Year's day? Yeah, it was quiet uh, because of my uh, mobility issues. I haven't had a, a beer in a while, <laughs> yeah. and actually, I had two beers over the holiday break, which oh, was nice. for even me. Okay. So uh, it was good to have a cold drink down the old uh, the old uh, throat, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think Casey uh, for all of us. I think 2019 is going to be uh, a better year, and uh, even more so as we count down to Rugby World Cup. Can mm-hmm. we retain it? Yeah, I know you're looking forward to that. Uh, is that one of the main things that you're looking forward to for 2019 there, bro? Well, it's a big one in terms of sport, and uh, I think as we're all aware, the uh, Hamilton Sevens uh, kicks off in a, a few hours' time. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, apparently by all accounts, too, uh, ticket sales haven't been too flash. No surprise to me. Uh, I always thought Wellington was the best venue and, uh, you know, was sadder when they actually relocated the whole uh, setup. But uh, that's the way it went. And, uh, and now Hamilton, well, he's hoping they get uh, a good turnout. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they do get a good turnout. Um, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, how do you think um, New Zealand will go there then, Ra? Well, I've been keeping up with the sevens because, you know, as as has been weird it's been the holiday break and most of us sort of still coming off that high of, uh, you know, being in holiday mode and getting back into, into the year full swing. But um, I think uh, the New Zealand team has had mixed fortunes, but he's hoping they can shine uh, in their home tournament. And, of course, there's the new inclusion of the uh, the women's um, teams mm. where, there's, where there's only a few. But um, it should be quite interesting. As I say, you know, hopefully ticket sales have picked up. And uh, a very interesting concert to, to begin it on a Saturday as opposed to a Friday. That's what I liked about Wellington. They um, got it underway uh, on the Friday and went through Saturday. And uh, it's, a, it's a different look now, but uh, we'll just have to see what happens. And uh, just hoping that the weather turns on for them. Reno, who are some of the teams to look out for? Do you know? Yeah, I suppose you would say the New Zealand teams may be in home tournament. And um, I was actually over in Hamilton during the week. Uh, only the other day I caught her with a injured uh, Blackburn star, Portia Woodman, and they're very excited because, you know, they just had uh, Sarah's uh, wedding, Sarah Goss. Uh, she's back out there now, Sarah Hedini, and uh, her good friend, her bridesmaid, gave her own jersey to play. But uh, it was a hyperactivity uh, being over in Hamilton Tuesday at the fan day, a uh, chance to meet all the teens and the big stars, come and have some fun and uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, then I went to Tūranga Wawai Marae, had the official uh, welcoming there as well, a uh, multicultural experience. And then back in the training camp Thursday, uh, doing some promotional stuff around the whole of Hamilton. Weather's hot, mate. The uh, ground looks perfect conditions. The whole setup around the whole stadium, just unbelievable. And uh, the family, whole family um, injection into it. Uh, they've got carnival rides, everything. They've taken it that next level to what Wellington used to have. Uh, they do have an R18 zone for the uh, traditional people who love to drink and uh, entertain themselves. But uh, for the families that uh, injected what was successful at the Nines and Auckland a little bit, brought it down to this second year running, and it's Auckland anniversary weekend. So uh, that's why Saturday and Sunday they get their head home because Monday's a day off. But um, overall, um, excitement. Uh, quite good to see some of the uh, international uh, flavour, more so from America, mate, mm. that are here because uh, mm. you know they hosted the Sevens over there. They've got a huge injection of American coverage here, but also on the bigger scale, too, the Japanese are here uh, hosting the World Cup, as Ra alluded to earlier uh, in this piece, and a uh, big year this year. So they've got a massive injection of uh, the Japanese uh, media and people here as well because, you know, their team in town, um, they brought over some of the big hierarchy, I understand, from Japan. So, yeah, it is massive uh, World Cup year this year, and... Yeah, they've got things on the way going really well. The whole week's been big build-up. And I do know from last night's uh, Black Clash, uh, all those cricketers and rugby players, bar Brendan McCullum and uh, Stephen Fleming, who fly back over for the Big Bash, uh, most of them and their partners will be down there. And, uh, yeah, doing a bit of reenactment of that game last night for the entertainment side of it. Uh, the injection of the Lady Sevens, first time ever. Yes. Uh, I think the girls will be riding on the higher New Zealand teammate. But uh, going back to some of the big teams, England, South Africa, uh, Australia, but uh, England, South Africa, mate, and don't forget too, the Olympic gold medalists, the Fijians. Mm, they're right. They're right. So, you know, it should be a good weekend, and of course, uh, well, uh, you'd know more about the weather up there. It must be pretty good at the moment, at least, eh? 
Oh, mate, it's hot as it's uh, yeah. They've got perfect weather for it, and um, yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I've got family going over. They've got their costumes. You know, it's uh, oh now as we speak on the show. Uh, first game got on the way uh, earlier this morning um, uh, at ten o'clock. So yeah, uh, big games, plenty of things going on, and yeah, it should be a hyper activity, mate. Mm-hmm. Hamilton's been pumping all week, mm-hmm. so you'll be uh, certainly uh, looking for that there, eh, Ra? Yeah, I'll probably be. Uh... Glued to the step to as uh, the, the tournament get underway, and uh, you know, as Lynn and everybody sort of made mention, hopefully the weather uh, is, is going to be nice. As we know, it's going to be uh, uh, scorching 28 degrees here in Dizzy today, Keithy, and I feel sorry for Jackie and uh, all the whānau and Aussie. Wow, they've had some huge temperatures, 40 plus over there. What's happening? Yeah, what is happening? It's getting pretty hot over there, eh, JT, as we alluded to uh, before we went to air. Hot over there, eh, mate? Yeah, Fortunately, here in Queensland, you get used to it. It's pretty much quite uh, hot almost year round. But yeah. uh, places like Melbourne, where they actually have a winter, though the, the warmer temperatures come as a bit of a shock to the system. So yeah, feeling for the people down in Melbourne. Got a lot of family down there, and uh, I've certainly been hearing that uh, it's getting pretty hot. Although a cool change uh, did come in later on in the evening. So it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things. You know, it's part of the uh, environment when you live. You get used to it, and certainly here, you know, it's just another day. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I've got to backtrack a bit uh, to talk about cricket. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you saw it. Uh, you might have, Reno. Um, I saw the Black Caps. They got, uh, well, I just, you know, just quickly saw that the Black Caps um, got a bit of a poor hitty onto um, the uh, the ground over in Tauranga because that's where they're going to be playing. That's where they have their second um, ODI uh, later on today. I think 3 o'clock at... Uh, it starts off, so uh, wonderful to see that um, sort of inclusion uh, by New Zealand cricket. They're kind of doing something, Kane. I reckon that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose, you know, for most of us, mate, some would say about time. Yes, but, um, hey, true. You know, it's good to see. I know they're true. doing a bit of it down there in uh, Kahununu, down there in Napier. Good to have cricket back there uh, after their wet time. Mm. And you know, abandoned a couple of years ago, but the Indian team were just too good there, and uh, they beat the Way White Ferns as well, uh, only the other day as well, gave them yes. a thrashing, the Indian girls. So, uh, yeah, the Mount made uh, just great to see their stuff, and let's hope, uh, you know, they might have taken a bit of inspiration from last night's Black Clash, and they get in there and mm. really give it a shot. True. Yeah, but hey, you know, yeah, uh, hey, it's all, it's that season, and um, yeah, just hope they go well. Uh, the Black Cats, they know they were uh, short. You know, well Cameron short. spoke about it. Well short. Yeah, so they went at their, went at their no. best. And that's the game of cricket, mate. Yes, it uh, is. can go either way, you know. I will say that. That is. Did you hear about the uh, poor hitty, though, there, um, JT? At the... uh, no, I didn't, Keithy, but uh, it's, it's an interesting um, little sideline, little addition to the Black Cats. Uh... Um, itinerary, I suppose. Mm. Having a, a, a full yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would have had one in the past. I, I no, one certainly. I can't, I can't think of one. No, I, I don't think that's ever happened. But yeah, they they certainly got welcomed onto the ground over there in Tauranga, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, uh, also, uh, I'm not sure if you actually saw it, but uh, the Black Caps and also the White Ferns uh, 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 over the week, both teams got uh, you know well and truly trounced. Really, uh, did yeah. you catch any of that, DJT? Uh, just via Facebook, mate, and on some of the stuff I saw on Fox Sports. So, yeah, no, the Indians are a good side, boys. Very. And, uh, all my Aussie mates are saying, oh, we softened them up when you couldn't even beat them. But, uh, <laughs> uh, i tell you what, though, a lot of, the, lot of my Aussie mates are keen cricket fans. Yeah. Um, are reckoning to put some money on the Black Caps to win the World Cup later on in the okay. year. Uh, the conditions over there are similar to 
to New Zealand, and um, that sort of knocks out the subcontinent teams. Australia is struggling. So you never yeah. know, boys. So yes, it'd be, yes. It'd be good for them to win the World Cup. We haven't won one yet, so no, no. I think it's about time we, about time we did. I'd love that to happen, but, you know, this is the Black Caps we we are talking about, you know. I mean, uh, if anything, it's just going to, going to show. I mean, I'm not going to count them out completely, because uh, that comes up very, very, sh- well, you know. I'm not going to count them out completely, but it's going to be a tough ask, especially after seeing how India did so easily, you know, in, in pretty similar conditions that will probably be the same over there in England. What do you reckon, JT? Well, let me ask you this, Keisha. Let me just uh, roll with you. See who's going to, who's got more chance of winning their respective competition: the Black Caps or the Warriors? <laughs> remembering, remembering what year it is. <laughs> Twenty nineteen, my friend. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> Let's go for both. <laughs> Let's oh, go geez. for as much, both. As much as I love the Black Caps, I'd love them to win. I don't know if I could cop the Warriors winning a competition. I'd have, have to go into hiding. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point uh, there, um, JT. But uh, yeah, they were um, totally outclassed, I thought, um, very much. And also in the women's game as well. But it, it was wonderful, at least, to see. Um, the women's game, um, you know, getting the uh, television, um, you know, the uh, what it what it what it should the get exposure. the coverage, the coverage that it should get, and I think that's great. Um, hey, what, what do you reckon, Reno? Oh, I totally agree with you, hundred percent, mate. It's about time. I mm. don't know what's been going on in the last few years. Uh, they finally recognise our woman in sport. And uh, for the white fans to get the coverage and uh, recognition set on mainstream and the live coverage of it all is just awesome, you know. Uh, maybe I'd thank the uh, women's rugby team for that. They seem to uh, move things along a bit faster than normal. But, you know, there's a lot of individual uh, athletes that need to be recognised as well. But, yeah, mate, I'm happy as. Yes. I'm just stoked as. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just been male-dominated. You get a bit of with that type of stuff, to be honest. Especially uh, when they lose and uh, the, women's, the women's outfits seem to win and, you get no recognition. I mean, they're going for a different market. And I think most of the sports in particular, rugby, rugby league, you know, they're trying to cater for, you know, at least trying to point somewhere to a different market in order to, uh, well, obviously raise some more dollars, but also to lift the profile of um, uh, of, of those of those sports. And cricket, I think, is, is following in that vein. What do you reckon there, JT? Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign of the times that things are changing, like you just touched on with the women's involvement now in rugby, rugby league. Uh, it's also, if you chuck an AFL from the side of the ditch as well, they have quite a big competition there. And, you know, it's just a matter of time before cricket you know, does it as well. So they've got the, they've got the final of the women, women's Big Bash League today here in, yes. uh, in Australia. Brisbane yes. I think it's the Sydney Sixers. Yeah. So, yeah, mate, it's just you know, a matter of time when, when these will start crossing over. But... If you ask me if I'm for gender neutrality, no way. I agree with you. I agree with you there as well. Is that what you're asking me in a roundabout sort of a way? No, no, not at all. Um, (laughs) Not at all. Um, uh, What what is interesting, though, and I think uh, the the White Ferns captain uh, brought this out, Amy um, Sutherwaite, she she came out saying, and and it, it... it, 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 it's a little difficult. I, is the pay disparity between the men um, 
cricketers and the women cricketers. Apparently, now, uh, and, 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 and probably rightfully so, the men can, can get, you know, match fees of well over $2,000 um, for a T, T, um, T20 game, uh, probably a little bit more for a, uh, an ODI, and of course around about 4000 for a, um for a test match, whereas the women on a similar vein uh, would only make about, you know, they're dealing with maybe in the hundreds, maybe uh, just for tests and that. Um, uh, and she was saying that that pay disparity needs to get a bit closer. Uh, what are your thoughts there, um, JT? Yeah, well, there's a couple, there's a couple of schools of thought too, what to do with this, where where's, um, a lot of uh, income that the players get is generated by um, fan attendance. I yes, guess. yes. So That's obviously, true. you look at the crowd numbers to a women's match and to a men's match, there's going to be a huge, huge disparity there. That's the first point. Yeah. But the second point is, if you, if you want to encourage the female sector of the game to grow, then you've got to sort of you know, give some sort of incentive, and maybe there has to be borrowed from Peter to pay Paul, or mm. Peter to pay Paulette, Paulette maybe. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for that, if they can sort of find the funding to um, negate those... Uh, Issues. Pay parity. Mm. Yeah, issues, then, then certainly do it because, uh, you know, the women make up half the population. In Indeed. Term, so, and, the, and the more people that we get active off the couch, whatever playing sport, any sport, and keep it's rugby, rugby league, whatever cricket, then that's a good thing for the population as a, as a whole. So, yeah. True enough. True enough. Uh, well, any thoughts there, Ra Walker? Yeah, not really easy. You know, me and cricket, uh, we don't go together <laughs> very well. But look, I tell you, I have been quite uh, quite interested in the uh, uh, the clash between uh, cricket and rugby uh, yes. yesterday. I think it was the black clash. Yes. Yeah, that, that was it's, it's, an, it's quite an interesting concept. And um, I think the first country that um, that tried it was South Africa, and, and the Springbok team actually ended up beating uh, the, the pro tier team. Uh, you know, mixed team like 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 uh, the New Zealand game, but. Uh, it just goes to show that you know some rugby players could have well been talented uh, uh, cricket players, and uh, yeah, it just makes you wonder, you know, like if uh, the Barrett they they played outstandingly well, and it was good to see Junior Tonu, I think it was, uh, at a wicket keeper, and uh, he, he played good. So you know, if uh, fortunes had gone the other way, and uh, a lot of them had taken to the smaller ball as opposed to the able ball. Um, you didn't cricket maybe in, in, in a better position, maybe who knows? Yes, indeed, true enough. Now, um, we're we'll, we'll, we'll staying back over there in Australia. How, how's the cricket been going over there? I mean, you talked about the big bash with the women. Uh, what about in the men's game, there, JT? Uh, yeah, there's still a couple of rounds to go, but I think the team to beat is definitely the Hobart Hurricanes. They are, are flying. But on an international scale, Australia uh, currently locked in a, in a test match with Sri Lanka. It's a day-night test match at the Gabba here in, uh, down the road here in Brisbane. And the Australians uh, have a lead of about, I think it was, a couple of hundred maybe. Right. First sittings, and last night they chipped out one of the Sri Lankan openers. So Sri Lanka are heavily behind the eight ball. And, uh, yeah. Australia looking to gain some confidence with this because they got True. absolutely select by India. Mm. They've got... Um, Smashed by Pakistan over in the Emirates, so they're going for a bit of a um, redemption, maybe. Oh, well, yeah, redemption, a bit of a, a bit of turmoil too internally, yes. obviously with the stuff that went on in, in South Africa. So, yeah. like I said before, they say, mate, whenever the Aussie cricket team's in trouble, 
it's a joy to behold. <laughs> it sure is. Now, also over there, um, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty part of the Australian Open and the tennis, of course, down there in Melbourne. Um, you, you must be uh, watching some of that stuff too, eh, uh, JT? Well, I did, I, like I said, I might have said something. I, I love listening to Maria Sarah Prova play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, yeah, yeah. No, Williams did get um, uh, knocked out um, uh, uh, quite, um, well, it was, it was uh, uh, interestingly, she, she just like in that, um, I'm not sure if you saw it there, um, Reno, but uh, she just like uh, crumbled in the last Imploded. set, and she was like up 5-1, five, five I think. That's just incredible yeah. um, that, that she could fall apart just so... Uh, Absolutely, uh, I thought that was just incredible how how, how she uh, folded in that match. Um, but uh, Petra uh, is it K- Kvitova? Uh, she she um, goes up against um, who does she go up against? In that Naomi, Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Yes, Osaka. Yes, uh, who? Mm. Yeah, who? Um, also, th- that's her second um, uh, final in a row. Uh, isn't it? So it'd be interesting to see how that match plays out, eh, Reno? Yeah, it will be. You know, uh, the Czech up against the uh, Japanese. Uh, it'll be an interesting game. Um, I'm going to stick with uh, the Japanese girl, Osaka. Mm. Uh, hopefully mm. she can uh, win that through, you know, and uh, win the Aussie Open. Also the uh, men's final yeah, too. Yeah, that'll be uh, good. World number one versus world number two. Yeah. Uh, Jokovic and Nadal. Nadal, so, yeah. You know, there was a young Greek kid that was going really good that knocked yes. out the Federer guy. Uh, Tsitsipa, I think his Sip, name was, yeah, and maybe like his name to remember for the uh, future. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, no, you know, we're down to finals. Um, the Spaniard and old Jokovic, Jay, that'll be interesting, buddy. I, I like to endorse uh, Jay, Jace's um, talks about uh, Maria Sharapova, going to miss the screaming. <laughs> to to what the the uh, the next to what the Paris to the Paris uh, what are the Roland Garros till then I, I suppose. Um, just real quick, uh, what else has been happening sporting-wise um, there, Reno? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, the netball season got underway for our Silver Foods uh, in the quad series up in the north. Uh, obviously, uh, we just got there in extra time against South Africa to claim third. Uh, the Aussies uh, got beaten by England, would you believe it? Uh, yeah, this English team are really just sitting their scraps and they're carrying on through. So, had a good win, mind you, home soil. And uh, anyone mm. against an Aussie team uh, is a good win. So, uh, it is. Take, a look, take your head up to the English uh, team there as well. But, uh, you know, Nolene uh, is getting things back on, on the right way, I would guess, uh, even though we had a couple of losses. But, hey, things are just going to move along slowly at a time. But for me, just seeing the likes of Laura Langman, she's just uh, outstanding. Yes. In the you know, she yes. wasn't in their first quarter in one of the games, and they lost it, anyway. And then they put it back in there, and she just guides it. And then you've got um, uh, Casey Corper at the back there as well. These two are just like, you know, back in the Magic days, playing real strong uh, netball for the Silver Ferns. The break is, well, midweek. Uh, this season looked over in the NBL playoffs, but now they have a slim chance mm. after beating the uh, Cairns Taipans, I see. So... Yeah, uh, it's going to be pretty close. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, NFL, Super Bowl, 
Ra will know right. more about this. Uh, the big build up to Super right. Bowl. Uh, everyone in America, we know what it does to the Americans. It brings the whole country to a standstill. You spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on advertising. But man, it's the big game. It's Super Bowl time, eh? Uh, Ra and the big finals. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all going to be happening over here in the States. And, uh, you know, you, you pick your teams and uh, you show your, your loyalty and you wear your colours. It's huge for me. And uh, as Reen was saying, it's probably going to be uh, one of the biggest events of the year for uh, for, for the Americans anyway. And uh, it, should, it should be quite an entertaining match. There's a lot of money at stake and, uh, and all the glitz and glory that, that goes along with it before the actual sort of, uh, you know, game gets underway. So it'll be a watch the space on TV. Uh, I think the Pats are, are going to do well. The, oh, the Patriots are in again, are they? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, wasn't it, I'm sure it was the Patriots who, because um, there was a bit of controversy of um, some non-calls that went their way when when possibly they, they probably uh, shouldn't have. Was it the Patriots there, or was it the other team? Because I, 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 you know, I just don't really keep up with the uh, with, um, NFL. I'm so picky. I just like watching it. I really don't understand it. I mean, you know, I just uh, get caught up in the hype, and uh, you know, I sometimes wish rugby was sort of molded on that same kind of uh, theatrics and, and drama that, that you see. You know, the big crowds and uh, all the sort of gloss the celebrity entertainers. Um, you know, it makes it sort of one heck of an event before the actual uh, game gets underway. So, uh, yeah, no, you could be right there. Um, it's all part and parcel of. Uh, of, uh, of American football gridiron, as they used to call it. Oh, no, I think it was the Rams. Yeah, I think it was the Rams. Yeah, it is the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Rams against New England Patriots. Yeah, 12.30 New Zealand time, Monday, anniversary day. So you'll be able yeah. to watch it. I only watch on like you guys. Watch the tail end. Yeah. I just want to see how Brady's going to go. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was the man yeah. at the moment. Yeah. You know, they got them through, <laughs> eh? Was, yeah, this quarterback, uh, yeah, unreal, mate. Well, he is. He is uh, obviously uh, quite legendary over there. Uh, also, um, the Phoenix, the Wellington Phoenix, you know, they'd been on a bit of a streak up until, was it Thursday that they had their game? Up until Thursday. Um, boy, they, they were on a bit of a six, six, you know, well, they, they haven't lost their last six games, but uh, they did lose uh, on Thursday night against uh, the Sydney, against Sydney. So, uh, you know, they're still quite up there, though, and that's the interesting thing. They've still certainly got a chance of making the playoffs, maybe for the first time ever, well, for a while, if not for, for the first time ever. So that, that was also good to see. Also, over there in the uh, NBA, um, the, they had the voting for the All-Star game, and unfortunately, Stephen Adams, our man, missed out on, be, on um, getting into the uh, uh, NBA to be from from becoming an NBA All Star, but only just from what I understand. So, but Saturn, but of course he 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 played a pretty good game against the um, New Orleans Pelicans um, uh, the other night uh, with twenty points and eighteen rebounds. I think it was um, Russell Westbrook um, took a triple double as well as uh, Paul George. Now they're doing pretty well. The Thunder, I, I dare say. Um, so, uh, anything else happening out there in sport? No? No, that's about it, mate. I suppose everyone's just down the road from where I am in Hamilton and uh, looking forward to uh, everyone hit the footy field. Tell you what, the ground's going to be hard, mate. So, um, oh, well, the smell of Lindemann. Hey, DP. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> plenty of it, eh? Plenty of it too, I dare say. Uh, well, um, anyway, gentlemen, I guess uh, now it has just gone on to time for us to um, move on to what I certainly love to call my favourite part of the show. This is the part that uh, we're able to release our angst for the week. So here we go, gentlemen, it's time for us to... Put the boot in! My put the boot in is going out to, um, I guess, the media in particular. The media, one of the big things that I've seen either all over Facebook or all over, um, you know, social media online is about these students at this US rally who were trying, who were mocking the this Native American. Now, I'm not sure. Apparently, stuff.co.nz have said that uh, along with um, the, the, the students were trying to mock this uh, Native American as well as trying to do the haka. Let me just explain something. They weren't doing the haka, mate. I don't know what the heck they were doing, but I just thought that was ridiculous. It's just ridiculous, the coverage that um, the media is giving to the, this particular issue and to these students. And for me, I reckon they got to stop it because... Well, it's just as ridiculous. That's what the media seems to be covering stuff these days. It's just ridiculous stuff. So that's my... Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in goes into uh, the government's key rebuild scheme. I mean, uh, it's starting to show a few uh, cracks at the moment and it's not sitting out like how they expected it to. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Um, I, me personally, I think it was sort of doomed from the start. The concept itself is, was good. You know, to provide accommodation and houses to people who need it, but the actual uh, the way they went about everything, uh, yeah, it actually left a lot of people out who really needed the houses, and uh, now they're sort of uh, suffering and might not be able to um, complete uh, a few of the bills that they actually promised uh, the voters. So uh, that's my uh, put the boot in. It goes out to uh, the Kiwi Build scheme. Put the boot in. Yeah, I'll put the boot into uh, some of the tourists that kind of come to Aotearoa. Lovely place. We know about it. They want to come here. But when they get behind the wheel of a car and they don't know how to drive our roads, as you guys know that I've been on the road uh, to Hamilton and Forth uh, over the last few days, mate, tourists, you don't stop on the middle of a railway track, let alone when the train's <laughs> just coming down the road and the arms haven't come down. You stop there, look around, and I'm right behind you. It's like, holy hell, hikama. So uh, move, <laughs> tourists, if you're going to come into our country, drive our vehicles, please. No, the road rules at least. Or, you know, you don't park on a um, railway crossing when the train's coming along the main road. So I'll put the boot into some of those uh, idiots who uh, don't know our road rules. Put the boot in! Yeah, I'll put the boot into a little bit closer to home up the east coast in uh, Rutoria. Uh, late last year, I think towards the end of last year, some of the kids stole the floodlights in the St. John's Ambulance uh, building. And also, over the Christmas period, Manu Caddy had some of his camping gear stolen from uh, from Whitefield Bay, I think it was, or Loda Bay, one of those places. Now, Manu Caddy and Panapa Hiho and a few others have set up a picture of cannabis company to try and, you know, put something positive into the community. And these clowns, these idiots, these scumbags, have come along and do this. So I think they're probably all, all on pee, methamphetamine, crack, ice, whatever you want to call it these days. I think bring back the old days. Round them up, take them downtown, tie them to the fence and chuck them. Bloody tomatoes, they're absolute pieces of excrement and they're not needed in our community. That's my point of view. Put the boot in! True enough. I mean, uh, you know, 
things are hard enough up the coast, let alone with uh, these idiots uh, running around there, eh, JT? Well, absolutely, it's a scut-wrenching one, you know, Manu and Pineapple and a few others. This could be a game-changer for the community. Yes. The license, or, or part of the licence yep. uh, from, the, from the government. There's obviously just a few more a few more hoops to jump through, but if they can get this across the line and, and get things happening up there, then it'll be a great thing. But everyone knows up there who it is, who's, who's dealing right. with this crap, who, who is, it's right. like we're pushing it. Instead of protecting the far, no, you're not protecting anyone, you're ruining it for everyone else. Yes. Name and shame these idiots that Agreed. get out there and make, bring back the public lashings or something like that, I'd happily crack a whip on some of these clowns. Totally, totally agree. Uh, well, so what, Reno, um, <laughs> you've been, you been following these tourists. <laughs> Jump ahead of them, mate. <laughs> Get in front of them. Don't follow them. They were in a little Suzuki Swift thing, a couple of them, and they had the tourist company on it. And oh. I was coming into a town called Morinsville, and it's got a right. road across it. And she hit him from out of Hamilton, and um, he just stopped smacking the thing, and the guy behind me's looking, what the hell? And you could see this train coming. Right. And I'm like going, beep, 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 and he's looking in his mirror at me. He says, mate, you better move. Oh, I, was, I, I was tempted to put the foot down and ram his backside right. and get him over right. the line. And then as the uh, lights went ding, 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 and arms are coming down, he decided to carry on. Oh, Idiot. Holy hell. I can't say the words because it's a family show when he's in the car. But the other guy who was parked behind me because he went through and the arms had come down, he came up to me and goes, yeah, I can't say what words he was saying too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, you, know, you get, uh, back in my day when I set the license, mate, the police, I was here, name five places, son, that uh, you can't park on. I said stupid things, foot park on the roof of the thing. Right. I didn't think to say uh, a uh, railway line, but um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. Yeah, indeed. And that Kiwi build, bro, I, I'm telling you, it was a more of a money-making scheme than, uh, you know, trying to build... Houses that, you know, so that people can live in, that's what I reckon anyway. Uh, it's politics, bro. It's all politics. Of course it is. And, and, uh, and, and comes down to money way. at the end of the day. It always comes down to money at the end of the day, and that's I what mean, that political I mean, those thing is all about. Even, the way they're priced, they're, they, they're out of the range of a little middle, I know. Uh, middle class people too. Exactly. Now, they're thinking if they can't, you know, maybe sell them, they'll, they'll try and sell them, so... We'll probably get foreigners coming in to buy them, the only ones who can afford them. Exactly, so, I you know. You've got to ask the question, who comes up with these ridiculous policies? And uh, I think they need a bit of a reality check. They need to come back to the grassroots Aotearoa and actually help and provide for the people who really need roofs over their heads. But it comes down to, eh? Well, um, I remember, was it um, Holyoke? He's Holyoke, who, mm. who, who, who first started these housing projects was it back in the 40s or the 50s you know and and they had state homes and 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 and, and for the time they were decent homes for the time and, and these days they're just trying to build i don't know what the heck they're trying to build actually um you know flasher homes in order yeah. to sell to the rich people rather than to try and cater for um um you know just Joe Public out there, uh, that's what I reckon anyway. And then that's the comment we're hearing now is that they should go back to that sort of policy how it was exactly. way back in the day exactly. when a lot of, you know, families, whānau, um got into homes because they made it so much easier. And uh, Bob's your uncle, well, they straight a, a long way from then, so maybe they need to revisit that and look how that was handled and 
maybe go back to those grassroots, and then I reckon everyone will be a, be a win situation. Well, here's an interesting idea. How about these container homes? You know, they're, they're relatively simple. They, they, they can be, you know, they can be done up quite nicely, and, and uh, depending on how many containers you get, um, they can be done pretty cheaply as well. No one seems to want to do stuff like that. Um, what do you reckon, Ra? Yeah, I, I think uh, for good reason, Kathy. I mean, me personally, I, I know where you're coming from, and, and uh, you know, a lot of them are quite quite nice. But I, I'm an old school sort of bricks and mortar kind of a guy, rather than uh, you know something that kind of resembles and looks like a, a house, not uh, not a container that carries goods from one country to the other. But no, I'm saying that. No, you're right. Uh, you know, because of costs and the like, um, those solutions are probably affordable and, uh, you know, who knows? A lot of people might like that sort of modern concept of uh, container module homes, hey? Indeed, indeed. Anyway, hey, well, that pretty much wraps us up here on Full Time. Wonderful to be able to talk to you all. Uh, Reno, uh, uh, it'll be great to be able to talk to you, uh, certainly next week um, down there in Palmerston North. Looking forward to it, bro. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait, mate. Uh, our annual final trip away and uh, they build up for the biggest speedway event in the country. And yeah, the thousands that rock on down, they look forward to it. And uh, you boys have a good weekend and enjoy the rest of your day. And yeah, we'll catch up on Wednesday on half time, mate. JT, it's also always great being able to catch up with you and, uh, you know, uh, talk a bit of kakai, as uh, Reno usually says. And. Uh, well, I just want to say uh, thanks once again for joining us here on um, Full Time. Oh, lovely to be here, Keith. I'm going to say good luck with your breakfast food. And Ra, finally uh, being able to catch up with you uh, once again, bro. Um, uh, looking forward to uh, hopefully getting you back at work at least, eh, amen? Yeah, bro, it's going to be a long year and, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot uh, happening and, and taking place. So, um, you know, we're all going to be looking forward to uh, that, including the big rugby world cup towards uh, later on in the year. So, uh, no, it's, it's going to be a good one for all of us. That's my prediction for 2019. Tūrunga FM.